Ecosystem Aces is a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders unleash the full potential of the ecosystem economy. Whether you're just getting started with ecosystem partners or you're looking for advanced strategies and tactics, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Ecosystem Aces. I'm Chip Rogers, CMO at Workspan, and excited to be joined today by Richard Rabanik. Uh, Richard, uh, Richard's VP of Strategic Partners and Alliances for North America at uh, at OpenText. And uh, gosh, Richard, you've your career you, you've you've hit all the uh, all the tech tech companies. Uh, <laughs> I think over. The, over time between, uh, you know, Serena Ingres, right? You were at CA yep. early on yep. and ADP and and uh, just, uh, you know, terrific background in sales and, and partnering and and uh, love to just, you know, love to have have this chat and, and talk a little bit about where things are with uh, open tech these days. So, yeah, no, Chip, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate the invite and always good to talk to you. Um, Things are good. Uh, we're we've got a, it's busy, as I'm sure it is with everyone. But um, you know, when we look at what's happening, and um, particularly with uh, kind of a, the hybrid workstation and hybrid environment that started, uh, a lot of it with, I think it got escalated or, or fast forward due to COVID. Um, but with that, we've seen. A lot of folks now, you know, the move to the cloud is now front and center uh, priority, not just for customers, but for also partners, obviously, um, trying to figure out what does that mean? What's the future hold? And how is every gonna, everybody going to adapt to that? So it's been it's been exciting. Um, it's been uh, challenging like anything else. Uh, you know, we've got to be nimble on it, but it's it's been good overall, overall, I think, for the market. It's been a huge transformation, you know, as we all uh, witnessed, but uh, moving everything, everything to the cloud, it seems like it's, uh, you know, COVID really, I love that, that, that cartoon that was like, yeah, we don't think digital transformation is really going to happen. And there's like a big ball of COVID coming. coming right. Into the, like, right. Okay, well, I think, I think things are, you know, externalities, right. Uh, have, right. Uh, have kind of pushed everybody. So, so how, how has that affected your, your, business at open text and how how and you know how you uh uh think about partnering these days i know you guys are doing a, a lot with hyperscalers uh with you know google yeah. microsoft and those guys um how, what's what's been the impact so it's been uh it's certainly we've seen an uptick on the cloud front um and from particularly on a partner perspective it's it's been a whirlwind uh we have historically really been very, um, you know, working closely with Hyperscaler. So if you look at AWS and Azure and, and uh, GCP, we're doing, we've always been, where does the customer want to go? Where's, where, where, and, and let's, let's make sure we're not a hindrance to that uh, plan. Um, we have done some very strategic things with Google uh, with regards to getting the core content services on the uh, Google platform and the Google workspace. Um, and I think there's going to be some exciting things coming in, in that area. But one of the things we've, we've noticed is that um, it, it's, it's th this uh, because of COVID, this, this hybrid environment is here to stay. And when I mean a hybrid, it's, you know, this distributed workforce that we have that has to have the right information securely uh, to the right folks. But it has to be a global, you know, collaborative uh, system. 
and it has to be on the cloud. But then what does that mean? You've got all these systems that are still on premise or off cloud. You've got you've got this move and desire and wants um, to look at uh, moving uh, to the cloud. So we've seen a lot of hybrid type environments. You have to really be aware of it and prepared for it. Uh, and that's something we've been really working towards to make sure that as customers are moving, we are there. But as our partners are talking to the customers, we can help with them. That's another piece I think that's um, easily, I don't want to say forgotten, but when you look at historical partners, whether it's a distributor or reseller, co-sale, um, they've done a lot of on-premise, right? And that meant that they not only were selling the software, they were selling the hardware, they were selling uh, the maintenance contracts associated with it. So there was a lot of revenues that were tied to that. And that is now gone. That is in now a whole different model you've got to look at. And of course, margins get changed and and there's it's just it's a it's a big impact. And uh, we've seen it with our partners. Um, and we're we've adapted our our program and how we're going to take that program to them um, to to help with that because it's it's a challenge. I mean we were at um, we were at the uh, Sapphire conference for SAP, which is probably mm -hmm. If not the largest, one of the largest uh, uh, co-sell resell uh, partnerships, lo longest standing anyway. And we've, uh, you know, as we talk to not only SAP, but we talk to the partners that we work with with SAP. You know, this is top of mind. This is 100% top of mind. Like how 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 is the how is this move to the cloud going to happen? It's almost that like direct. Like okay, so who's going to do what when? And and by the way. The planes already took off, right? We're already going. So <laughs> a lot of it is just trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah, it's uh, so uh, you know, interesting. You just you, you touched on you know how it, it affects everything, right? Um, <clears throat> so how how does uh, you know as you're as you're working with partners and building the program with partners, I mean, gosh, again, you know, changes incentives, changes margins, changes, gosh, everything. How, how do you, how have you done some things or some things that you've done with the partner program, the open text partner program that maybe, you know, there's some, some things that you could share about how you've, how you've modified some things to make sure that partners are moving in this direction and they're aligned, you guys are aligned and all that. Yeah, I, I, the big thing that we're working on with the partners is we we recognize that there's going to be a dip uh, in, um, let's just look at it from their perspective, right? If we look at it, that's where I try to start all of what, what we look at. So when I'm talking with with uh, with my management, I'm talking with my team, it's like, what, where's the partners at? And let's start there because there's an alignment with the customer and open text and the partners and we're, we're good. And then we have no issues. So mm -hmm. we, we try to take that viewpoint first. And we saw it as, you know, there's going to be a dip. It's going to be a dip in revenue for them. So the first thing we're, we're, we've really done is looked at what can we do to ensure that they stay competitive in the market, that they're still able to get the resale in and um, and win, win these deals as we need to move to the cloud. So that's the first thing. The second thing we've, we've, we've done is we've really looked at our portfolio and said, what else? So we may have partners who have been very specific in, uh, for example, we have a very, very robust uh, fax business uh, with the Right Fax product and Xmedia's product. And there are uh, a lot of partners who are, and now this is moving towards more a, a cloud native uh, environment. So the question now becomes, so what else could we do? Are there are other technologies we have that would be an easy snap on for them 
that they could now take and, and expand the offering and take that to market and and try to offset and then because there are investments we can make to 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 make it a a more exciting proposition for the partner which then they can then go take to their customers or even on a distributed model they can go take it downstream for us so it's it's been a lot of creative thinking you know we don't have um it's kind of interesting because we don't have a lot of formalized these are the paths in which we're going to go we have them in certain areas but a lot of times right now we're we're very flexible we're very much listening to what are the partners doing what are they trying to do and how can we help and, and create? So we're in a very kind of, I think it's fun. We're in a very creative place right now. We're, we're you know, let's let's figure out what business makes sense for everyone. And if it makes sense, again, it's it's kind of a simple formula. If it's if it's good for the open text and it's good for the partner and it's good for the customer, then I, I think we're in a good place. Well, I love that the that uh, <clears throat> you know because there's so much change that it sounds, you know, the way you just, you're describing it is that you, you put some things in place, you think that you're going to make sense, but you start to be flexible, right? You have to see, yeah. you know, sort of almost partner to partner, like based on what is working for them and their, their needs and how they align with open text, what are the things that we can do to, to make, make everybody successful? Well, and it, it's it's you know from open text perspective as well. It's um, we have to keep our revenue stream. We have our own shareholders. We yeah. have to take care of as well. <laughs> so it has to make sense. It really when I say it has to make sense, it does. But this is where we have um, you know we can sit down and we can look at deals individually and we can go. Well, does this deal make sense? Or a better question is not does this make it's it's what would make sense for this deal? What what it, where does it have to come in so that everybody's happy? And and let's go have that conversation. And and you know, right now we're in a point where we are successfully having those conversations with partners and and really, you know, and again, one of the things I find interesting or really kind of amazing is the resiliency that the partner community has, knowing this is happening, knowing that there's still a lot of um, there's still a lot of work to do. And if there's this massive transition happening and there's all of this work happening then they want to be a part of it as much as anyone else. And so then it just becomes a question of, okay, so again, how can we get them into a, involved into a, a larger portion, into, into more to expand it and get them to a point where there's some new revenue offerings that they have to, to, to keep things moving. So it's, it's, uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like where are the, as you're creating, you know, solutions with it's, so it's, partly open tech solutions, but there may be some capabilities or solutions or services that the partner is bringing to mm -hmm. the table as well. How, how does that, what does that process look like for, you know, creating those things, bringing them to market, yeah. figuring out the business case, like, how does that all? It, it, yeah, it can, it can, it, it can be, it can be all of the above, right? We have, um, depending on the partnership, we have our own Solex program here. We have some really great uh, partners who have built some fantastic technology that complement what OpenText does and on, on all, really a variety of different uh, uh, products and solutions. And, and so there, there's that aspect of it, right? And we can't forget that. And we have those agreements in place. And we also have those Solex technologies being able to be be, be resold as well as push through our distribution channels. So 
That's easy to not only say easy, but that's fairly straightforward when everything is on premise. Now that we've got a cloud into it and, and margins change, which means that it just changes everything, right? If there's this tweak at the front end, that entire downstream uh, gets gets hit. So we have to look at everything on a case by case deal. And we 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 work with with our partners. We really understand some partners will say, listen, I really want the services work, right? We've got a phenomenal bench here. We want to go out, we want to we'll get things moving. Um, and fantastic. So they'll be willing to, you know, look, I'm less interested on margin here because I want this and you know, and that kind of thing. So what we can do is we can, you know, really look at it and say, oh, it sounds good. Or sometimes we'll say, you know what, does it make more sense for us to look at a, you know, we'll take this deal uh, from a direct perspective and kick over a referral fee to you. We, we try to avoid doing that because we, we see that partners, again, when you look at this move to the cloud, they're already getting hit from all sides uh, on this transition. So we don't want to be another, another sticking point. We, we want to keep that revenue with the partners wherever we can. Um, but we do, we work with them and they do, some of them have some wonderful offerings that they, they tie in, but ultimately, you know, I think one of the things that's really important is once we figure out what makes sense for open text and where open text can go and, and what we can do, it's really then up to the, to the partner to figure out how they want to package it and how they want to present it to, um, their customers, because, mm -hmm. Really, we, we, we can understand the broader sense of things, but we, we do want to stay out of the conversation, you know, any any time of pricing conversation or anything like that. We want to leave that, leave that with them so they can have those conversations. We know the good it's a good deal for open text and you know we we can help with value proposition, but final price point, how it's fully gonna be, you know, created and that kind of thing, we do we do kind of leave that for them to uh, to work through. How in those in those so you, what you're describing is a little bit of uh, sort of you know uh, it's moving into a co like a co-sell uh, yeah you know, sell arrangements um, how how does that process work both you know we've talked a little bit about on the product development and rolling things out mm -hmm. but then in the field how does that work where you got <clears throat> you know you're trying to bring sales teams together and yeah. close business yeah. together. Yeah. It's uh, it's it, a couple things, you know, for if you look at the, the work that we do in, in those models, we are first off, we align uh, a partner sales team to be aligned with the partner sales team. So we we uh, we have folks that will align, make sure the messaging gets out and we we absolutely do a, a co-sale push um, and we'll have our direct sales teams engaged as well. Um, so you'll have situations, many, many situations where, um, the two sales teams from a direct perspective, sit down and just talk about what are the accounts, what's being worked on and, and almost a divide and conquer strategy on, on the, um, on the, on the account and on the opportunities. And that has really allowed us to, you know, in some instances we free up because we know, okay, well, they've got this, so we can now go focus on these other things. In other instances, we'll say, you know, we're gonna call the ball on this because we have better relationships or whatever it is. But the partner uh, can walk in feeling confident. Hey, you know what? We're going in with open text. Open text is going in with us. We're, we're in this together. And so uh, a lot of good collaboration. And that starts at the top. If you look at like, um, 
you know, if you look at what's going on with uh, Austin SAP, uh, our CEO, Mark Perenche, I just had a uh, interview with Christian Klein speaking at Enterprise World in Europe. And that shows that level of the partnership where you've got those you know, CEO to CEO discussions. And, and at that top level, that's where that partnership is going to absolutely take off uh, because mm -hmm. now it's, it's trickling all the way down. Hey, we, we are we are a co-sell company. We're working with this particular partner. Let's go. Uh, and, and we see that at another other uh, other partnerships as well. But that's that's certainly one that's probably most visible. It's a great signaling, right, for the whole for both organizations. It is. Yeah. And, and to into your to your point of, you know, when you look at uh, the co-sell, there's there's so many aspects to it. There's the aspects of product management, product product marketing. Uh, are there. Um, Certifications we can get. Um, what what what's the tier level of the partnership that we have, um, and and you know with that leads all the other lists. But when you look at the actual co-selling, we look at the selling. I think the most important thing is to you know have that trust. Um, that trust is, as you know, it's it takes years to earn it, and it takes one one deal, and it mm -hmm. all gets you know questioned, and um, you know. That's one of the things too we have to manage through because there are situations where we have significant relationships with customers, you know, big big customers where we have a long history standing with them, and partners will come in and say, "Hey, can we love to go co-sell this?" We look at it and go, "Well, kind of already sold them, and that project you're working on, yeah, we're already working on that too." And and we, you know, I, I think the key thing uh, I would say on that co-sell aspect is ensuring that communication happens early. Uh, you know, I, I joke around often with uh, my counterpart over at SAP. I'm like, you know, I want to I want to have bad news and and have the discussion and the debate now, not in four months or six months or even three months when when something's closing and then it's you know that question comes up. We want to have it. We want to get very clear understanding of who's working on what where, and that's why getting the sales teams together and having them collaborate and communicate is. Um, I think it's so key. It's so important for, for partnerships to really take out for that co-sell because um, you just don't want that conflict. Yeah. And I love how you, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you talked about how there is, there's, it's a, it's fluid, right? There's a fluid uh, uh, nature to it. And we were talking earlier about flexibility. <laughs> right? yeah. like sometimes, yeah. sometimes, uh, you know, we're taking the lead. Sometimes you guys are taking the lead, you know, it depends on yeah. sort of who has the stronger relationships and, and maybe deeper into the account, but uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a challenge and, uh, and something that needs to, you know, the, I guess keeps the partner meetings up at night, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that's that's great. So, um, how do how do you uh, how do you see that aligned? So, you talked about uh, you know that the partner teams are you know, trying to bring the field teams in from the partner, and then also sort of get them connected. Usually, there's some timing considerations, right? Like early on. It, it may not be, you know, there may, and then as the, as the uh, opportunity developed or develops or as, as the, as you're going after sort of a, maybe an, uh, you know, a specific use case around, um, around a solution, you may see repeat, you know, um, uh, successes, right? Right. Talk a little bit about that, sort of that progression and how that, how that unfolds. 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing strengthens the partnership like success. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, mm -hmm. and we, we see that a lot. Uh, one, one big deal done well will have a global impact and, mm -hmm. and we see that time and time again. So yeah, it's, um, that's, that's the favorite and yeah, hundred percent. We, we immediately look to, um, can we get a success story out? And sometimes we even just look, can we get some internal, let's just get some internal PR going. Um, cause word of mouth is a fantastic thing. And, and the partners, nothing better than getting phone calls from partners saying, Hey, I heard about this deal. Why aren't we doing those deals here? Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's have that conversation. So, uh, we do look at that and we also look at, you know, is it, was it specific to industry? Was it specific to, you know, sometimes you get some massive deal and it was just stars aligned budget was fluid. There was some auditory issues and who knows what it was and the deal happened and you go through all the details behind it and you're like, uh, I don't know how repeatable this is. That's to me a very rare and infrequent thing. When I look at a lot of this, if you really like drill down into the, to the sales folks, the process they used, they understood the ROI, they understand exactly the compelling events were all, all the, all the little sales terminologies we can throw around, but they understood it. They understood, you know, all of it. They understood the count. They understood extremely well. And, and we can take that and we can say, okay, now extrapolate the story, extrapolate just the story part of it. You know, what did that mean to the customer and, and get that done? We're singing the same. If we get that right, then we're singing, we're singing from the same songbook that our partners are right. Then they're going in with the exact same message. They're having the same conversation. And then they're calling us up and say, hey, open text, would you want to come in and, and you know, we can do a, a joint demo or something. Here's what they're interested in. They like that use case. They This is exactly what they're trying to do. It might be identical to what we've already solved somewhere else. And so they're saying, OK, let's let's get that. You know, I want that. How do we get that here? And yeah, I don't know if you if you formalize any of those things, you know, in terms of, you know, like some of maybe some of your partner marketing teams do, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, here's a here's a, a great win story kind of thing where they're publishing it out and putting yep. it out into a newsletter or, or some kind of collateral piece and things like that. That's exactly right. So what we'll do is we do we do internally, there'll be a, a newsletter that go out uh, internal uh, within open text only. So it's kind of internalized only. But we do highlight here are some key wins. Here's some things just happen. Uh, we do have template uh, as well as kind of like here's the use case so people can understand, read through it and really understand what was sold, how it was sold and that kind of thing. We have that. Then we also have take that then kind of externalize it, scrub it a little bit so it's now for external views. And then we send that to the partners and we kind of go through the same scenario. Say, hey, here's, here's some great wins this is what we've done. Um, so it's a lot of that happening. Um, the, 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 the coup de grace is if we can get approvals to then you know, publish out, get some stories done and all the rest of it. And then you kind of have this big splash with it. Um, but it's interesting. We found that, um, I don't know, it's not that customers, cu customers tend to, um, I think everyone got really busy. Side note, I think everyone got super busy during COVID. I know I did. I saw mm. my schedule just right. And uh, it, it's gotten, and now that we're starting to return to work and I'm, I'm traveling a lot more and, and going on visiting offices and open Texas is opening up offices again in July. So we're kind of excited about the return to work. Wow. Nice. But, it's interesting to see what's going to happen in everyone's calendars because we've gone from 
having calls back to back to back to back to back to back to back five days a week, a couple maybe on the weekends as a norm to now trying to do that, but fly, have external meetings, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to be an interesting total side note, as I said, but I think that's going to be an interesting aspect of it. I bring that back to the, the commentary on references. I think customers are in the same boat. I think they're very busy. I think they've got a lot happening and they are, um, their time just, just gotten limited. Mm -hmm. So the idea of being able to give them, get a story, kind of get it done once and get it out and their messages out. I think that's a, um, it just seems to be a, a nicer path for them. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Richard, this has been fantastic. Uh, maybe, you know, over your career and the successes that you've had uh, at Open Text and before, any sort of word of advice that you've uh, picked up along the way, either a, a boss early on <laughs> suggested <laughs> something or just something you've learned that you would want to share with uh, with our audience? Uh, that, you know, I mean, they're all yeah. doing partnering kinds of things and you've, you've shared a lot of things already, but anything that was yeah. just really, really helpful. Yeah. So again, a lot of what I started with was in, more of a direct sales capacity. So I've got a lot of quicks I use for that. Like you're, you're not paid to think you're paid to know and stuff like that it was beaten in early on in my career. You know, no, don't think, you know, Hey, is this going to close? I'm well, I think they're going to, no, 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 no. Let's reverse that. You either know or you don't, if you don't, that's all right. You have an action item to go find out that you should know. You're not paid to no. think you're paid to know. Um, that's a nugget from the partnering perspective. I would say, just look after the partner first. You have to look at the partnership first and foremost. And if the partnership makes sense, again, if the partnership makes sense for both companies and we see a good market for the customers, then we're all good. But that has to be has to be the focus. It has to be. If it's if it's the partnership works great for open tax and is doesn't work great for the partner, that's a terrible mm -hmm. partnership. It's mm -hmm. not gonna go anywhere and I'm gonna be getting phone calls that I don't want to get. If it's great for the partner and it's average to poor for open text, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. And that partnership is going to, you know, maybe not, it'd be a nice press release somewhere out there, but ultimately there's going to be no revenue from it. There's going to be no real, anything exciting to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned uh, from the partnering perspective and, and the role of, of all the partners, whether it's a resale or a Solex or, Solution extension, when I say so, like solution extension partner um, or distribution partnership or whatever the partnership is, it has to make sense for both companies. And that has to always be your your guiding principle. Um, and, and if you get that right, then the sky's the limit. Love it. Love it. So let's see some of the things that uh, we've been learning just now, uh, uh, Rich, that are uh, kind of some of your 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 mantras. Uh, we started off by, you know, partner programs, put a program in place, but make sure you've got flexibility, right? Yep. Um, flexible to, to meet what's needed with each, uh, uh, you know, with each partner and even down to the deal level, right? Um, yep. Co-selling and, and actually any partnership, I think starting at the top like that, those kinds of messages with the CEOs together, or, you know, senior, senior execs really um, uh, understanding and, 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 championing the, the partnership. Love what you had to say about trust. I, I, I remember uh, Bill McDermott, I was at SAP for a long time and Bill McDermott's uh, 
uh, quote was uh, trust is earned in in drops and lost in buckets, which yeah. I think is exactly what you're saying, right? It takes exactly. a long time to uh, earn trust and, you know, one, one bad uh, situation and it, it can go. Uh, and then I loved also that you're, you know, extrapolating the story. Like you got a good story, like tell that story, get the story out. And, um, and then people will grab onto it and, and, and then they'll be coming knocking on your door to say, Hey, let's go do that. Yes. That, that it, there's not a better phone call you can get, you know, Hey, I heard you did this over there. Why weren't we doing that here? Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Awesome. You should be doing that here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's do it again. A lot of times. <laughs> exactly. Rich, thank you so much for uh, sharing your your sure. insights and and uh, spending time with us. This has been been fantastic. Yeah, Chip, my pleasure. Uh, happy to do it anytime. It's always uh, always good to talk to you. Great. All right. Well, uh, I think with that. Rich, uh, we'll we'll sign off and and thank you all again for joining another episode of Ecosystem Aces. Chip Rogers, CMO uh, for Rich uh, Rabanic. Uh, I am. Uh, we'll sign off and and say thanks for joining and see you next time. Take care. Workspan is the category leader for ecosystem cloud, where alliance, channel, and ecosystem leaders connect, co-create, co-market, co-sell, measure, and scale with their ecosystem partners in a single secure network to grow business together. To learn more, visit workspan.com. You've been listening to Ecosystem Aces. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.